0: This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. <laughs> Pierce. Pierce. Tatum drives down and throws it down. This is my MC. That's the young What's up? What's up? What's up? How we doing? How we doing? And welcome to episode 188. Episode 188 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I'm your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, I'm part of the Big Night Media team with some great podcasts like Music You're Missing, Drinks After Work, A Chance to Strive, Eat the Damn Cake, Rambling with the Purpose, I'm the Promoter, He's the DJ, 30 Flirting and Surviving, be fit, the hobby, and so many other great podcasts. And you can always check out Card Vault breaks. They break cards, personals, group breaks, hobby boxes, blasters, uh, packs. You name it. Every single weekday, weeknight, morning, afternoon, dinner. You name it. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, whatnot, and other any other card breaking. Apps that are out there that I may not be aware of. You can always go check out the Card Vault in person on a Patriot place or at Foxwoods Resort Casino. You can always follow Big Night Media on Instagram at Big Night Media to win some free tickets to upcoming shows at Big Night Live through Timmy Ticket Tuesday. And you can get your Banner Banter podcast merchandise at BigNightShop.com. There will be new merchandise out later on this week, officially. I know I mentioned it last week on episode 187, but there will be new merchandise out. Next week, maybe even a little bit of a discount code if you're a listener. Who knows? Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see. But who knows? Um, so I was at the Patriots game earlier today. I'm recording uh, Sunday night. Uh, so if you're listening on Monday or Tuesday, hey, hi, hi, how are you? Uh, just drinking some Ascentia, a.k.a. the official uh, overachieving H2O of the Banner Banter podcast. But before I begin officially, um, a couple of very important people, uh, that are very important to why I have the confidence to do this podcast. They've taught me a lot when it comes to the radio business, uh, got some tough news, uh, last week. And I just want to, I'm not going to mention them by names, but, uh, I just want to thank them both very much for everything that they've done for me, not only in my music industry career, but, uh, I went to school for radio and they were a big, big part of that and getting an internship and, and all that stuff. So I just want to thank them both very, 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 like I could say very, very, very a thousand times because that's how much they've meant to me and how much I appreciate them helping me in this podcast career and all that stuff. So um, just sending my best to those two and their families. And I know they're both super talented individuals and they will find some great work ahead. So shout out to the two of you. And if you don't know who the two of you are, and I know that you listen every week, shame on you. You should know. But yeah, anyways. Oh yeah. Check out the Wicked Fast podcast it's my other podcast. It's a NASCAR podcast. So if you're in a Celtics and you like NASCAR too, like me, like a weirdo, because who likes basketball and NASCAR? Who, you know, who knows? Well, I guess Michael Jordan. So I guess I'm, I'm the goat as well. It, if if I like that, Michael Jordan doesn't have two podcasts like that. But anyways, Wicked Fast Podcast, check it out. Um, anyways, so this week of the Banner Adventure Podcast is going to be super quick. Um, not really a lot to talk about. I'm just going to talk about some things that kind of caught my eye uh, during the two preseason the two preseason games that happened uh, this past week for the Boston Celtics—they uh, had one game at the Garden against the Toronto Raptors, and then one game on the road versus the Charlotte Hornets. And they have their last preseason game on Friday in Toronto at 7 p.m. They lost to the Raptors at home, 125 to 119, with you know thanks to a huge fourth quarter collapse. It really had nothing to do with the starters. The starters played great, but for whatever reason, the Toronto Raptors bench decided that this was like life or death and they played one of the most outrageous bench performances I've ever seen in my life. And then the – uh celtics beat the hornets down in charlotte or was it greensboro i think it was in greensboro where the acc tournament usually is but anyways that's here nor there and they beat the hornets 112 to 103 and that was without jason tatum without al horford without marcus smart and without malcolm brogdon speaking of al horford al horford was at the patriots game today and i thought that was awesome because it's very rare to see patriots games um uh see Celtics players at Patriots games. Yeah, Tim, did you have a good time at the game? Probably. Um, but, yeah, it was it was great to see Al Horford. He was with um, his son. You know, he gave a big wave, stood up, clapped. I'm pretty sure I was the only person that went ballistic because half of the people were like, who's Al Horford? That's not Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. But Al Horford's so fucking important to this team. But, yeah, uh, the Celtics won a basketball game. Jalen Brown played that preseason game uh, against the Charlotte Hornets because Joe Mazzula said that, Uh, Jalen Brown wanted to keep his rhythm. Don't blame him at all. I think it was a right call. Jalen's been playing great basketball to start the preseason. You know, we obviously talked about how he's been in the best preseason shape of his life. And to be honest with you, he's spot on. If you heard some noise in the background, that's just me adjusting my headphones, and I apologize. So, um, one of the first things, or one of the bigger things that really jumped out to me uh, over these last couple games is the great play of Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White. Uh, in my opinion, Marcus has not really played well so far this preseason. I think the one negative thing about... Him going into this season is the fact that someone like Jalen Brown might like to play more or enjoys playing more on the offensive end with Malcolm Brogdon. Now, listen... Of course, you know, if Jalen thinks it's better to play without Marcus Smart on the defensive end, he's absolutely insane because Marcus Smart's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, and that's why he won Defensive Player of the Year last year. I just think Malcolm Brogdon makes the right plays at the right times for the people who should be getting the ball, which are Jalen and Jason. And to be honest with you, listen, Sam Hauser has been playing very, very well. He's been shooting the ball very well. He's defending at a pretty reasonable rate. You know, it's nothing really to rave about, but he's shooting the ball unbelievably well it's it's a, it's really hard you know not to say that sam hauser isn't playing well now a lot of people are saying you know he's preseason carson edwards 2.0 which <clears throat> i get i don't agree with it i understand why people are saying it but really at the end of the day Sam Hauser is a much better fit (laughs) and will absolutely get more playing time than Carson Edwards versus Carson Edwards going to Cleveland and jacking up a bunch of shots that go in and drop in an absurd amount of points during a preseason game. But one of the reasons why Sam Hauser looks so good is because of someone like Malcolm Brogdon who can control the offense and literally make sure the guys are going to their right spots. So like if Malcolm Brogdon drives to the lane and Sam Hauser sees that. Sam Hauser can kind of shift over to the corner or maybe shift up to the top of the key. Malcolm Brogdon will find him for him to take his time and to stick a good three-pointer, and that is exactly what Jalen and Jason needs. Now, in my opinion, so far this preseason, something that I've always strongly disliked about Marcus Smart is he's still doing those stupid shot fakes with the no-look side passes, and then he tries to do the cute Dumb behind the back idiotic passes where Brogdon just says, here you go, make a shot. Direct to the point. And listen, sometimes those Marcus Smart passes are needed, but at the point in the Raptors game, there oh, was it was it the Raptors game? Or was it the game before that? I'm having a break. Yeah, it was the Raptors game. At one point, Marcus Smart literally got the ball. I don't know if it was thrown up to him if he got the steal. And then there was a defender on his hip and he decided to throw the ball off of the backboard and it just turned into a turnover. Like, you know what Bra- uh, Malcolm Brogdon would have done? He just would have turned around, dropped a pass, Jalen Brown would have caught it and laid it in. Listen, I'm all for the highlight plays. You know, I mean, if if you see sports in our top 10 for an entire basketball season, sometimes you, you don't see a lot of Celtics plays. And Jalen Brown's obviously probably been has given us more highlight plays than anyone else over the last five or six years for the Celtics, like, you know, big dunks, those type of things. So I just need Marcus Smart to just make the right play, just like Malcolm Brogdon always does. Malcolm Brogdon just literally just finds the spots, make sure the guys get those open shots, and I can't have Marcus Smart try and do too much because Malcolm Brogdon is so good at what he does but the issue like i don't know i, I don't want to sidetrack this too much because i really want to talk about brogdon and Derek white but marcus smart and malcolm brogdon versus the raptors i believe shot a combined two of ten from the field and one of six from three which is something we may have you know we may have to get used to marcus is a better shooter than uh, malcolm brogdon marcus has just a better form it just looks cleaner but Brogdon is the better passer, and that's fine. They finished with a combined 14 out of the Celtics' 31 assists, which is, you know, a solid number, and is exactly what you want from your starting point guard and your backup point guard. So again, I'm not here to complain. I'm just nitpicking because it is the preseason. But Jalen and Jason do need help scoring the ball so eventually as my as much as i love the good ball movement if you've listened to this podcast over the last five years over these last 188 episodes you know i love good ball movement as a former point guard for a varsity basketball team myself i loved passing the ball i would rather get an assist than try and score the. that's just how i am so i'm a little biased towards that but eventually marcus smart and malcolm brogdon are going to have to make shots for this basketball team and so if you know brogdon gets 9 assists and 9 points, great. Marcus Smart gets 14 points and 6 assists, great. But you kind of need them to score somewhere above 20 points a game and give us above 20 assists a game between the two of them easily. And, of course, they're great defense as is. Now, speaking of great defense, we got to talk about Derek White. Derek White, I think, has played great this preseason. I really and truly do. You could argue he's one of the best three Celtics players so far in the preseason, obviously Jalen being number one. But Derek White has talked about all camp long, he's starting to feel more and more comfortable. He wants to feel more comfortable here, and he has looked more and more comfortable, which you obviously love to see. I mean, he has started all the preseason games so far. I do like the starting lineup of smart, white, uh Jalen Jason and Al obviously until Rob comes back but he scored 10 points versus the Raptors and then he just went off against the Hornets I mean he literally put Lonzo Ball or no not Lonzo he's hurt he plays with the ball LaMelo Ball on skates he dropped 18 points on 60% shooting and oh by the way he had six assists too unbelievable now he didn't have any assists uh, against the Raptors because obviously Brogdon and Smart did that but listen he stepped up when Brogdon and Smart weren't out there and got six assists which was the second highest on the team behind Peyton Burchard who actually had seven assists so Brogdon Smart and White if these guys can score just a little bit just to take a little bit off the load of Jalen and Jason but then also get them involved while playing their great defense this team is going to be really hard to beat every single night. And that's what you want. And that's what I need. Listen, the the Boston Celtics, you know, if, if you're listening to this on October 10th, because that's when it gets released, the Boston Celtics are eight days away from starting their season. A very quick turnaround. I don't know if I'm ready to dive deep in. I'm just kidding. Of course I fucking am. Are you kidding me? I'm ready to go. It's it's It was a very exhausting April to June, but I'd do it 100 times over, especially if they win Banner 18. I don't know if my therapist thinks it's a great idea for me to dive deep the way that I do every single season. <laughs> uh, but fuck it. Here we are. I'm ready to go. It's eight days away. So Brogdon and Smart and White, these guys ne- need to be ready to go. And I really and truly think they will be. Um, What else? What else? What else? Oh, just a couple other things I noticed uh, during the two games this week. Uh, number one, Jason Tatum has improved his rebounding and that needs to continue all season long. Tatum's rebounding is going to be a, a huge, huge, important issue need, something that I'm really going to be focused on moving forward. Because if he can help Al and the other big men out rebounding, that is a huge thing for this basketball team going forward because they need size. And Tatum's a big dude. You know, he, what is he six nine, right? Six eight, six nine. He's getting bigger and bigger by the day with those broad shoulders. He can jump, be physical, Box out, get a rebound, and then take that ball and dribble it up the court. and You don't even have to look for the outlet, man. Joe Mazzulla is going to trust you to do that. But listen, if he can take a couple less shots or maybe a little, maybe take a a small, like the littlest, cutest, tiniest little bit back energy-wise on the offensive side to help rebounding and maybe give a shot or two to Jalen, who has been Lights out the best offensive player so far this preseason. I really and truly think that can go a long way. Because if Tatum can literally give us 24 and 10 or 24 and 11 every night while Jalen Brown scores 23 points with three or four, maybe even five rebounds, that's great. If the two of them can get over 15 rebounds a game and score almost 50 points a game and then with on top of what Derek White and Brogdon and Marcus Smart can do. Oh, and by the way, I haven't even mentioned Al Horford. Like, I'm telling you, this is a good thing. It's just, if Tatum can just improve his game just rebounding, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's going to be something really good. The other thing that I... I don't want to say really good, but I think might be a again. I don't even want to say a really good idea. Just something that I think might be okay for this basketball team is Noah Vonleh. Uh, again, it's a huge debate uh, across the Celtics Twitter, uh, the the Celtics universe, whatever you want to call it, on if he should or shouldn't make the team. Now, in the first half of the Raptors game, um, I'm sorry, of the Hornets game the other night, he was awful. He was terrible. I'm not going to lie. It, it was atrocious, but he changed the game in the second half, and he was a big reason why the Celtics came back from being, what, 15-plus points down in a preseason game to win the game. And listen, I think Capengeli, who didn't play versus the Hornets, is going to be the two-way guy. I don't think he's going to make the roster on a day-to-day basis, and that's okay. If he can come up, he can come down. Whatever the case may be, maybe that's fine. But Vonley, plus three overall. 14 points, 13 rebounds, and unfortunately, he just can't keep his he can't keep his feet still when he sets a screen, which sucks because that's really important, especially when you have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum on the floor. And speaking about setting screens, there were a couple times Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum ran a pick and roll, and oh my god, if that's the thing, and Joe Mazzulla set that up, I love that, I love that like a lot. I know this sounds like some ASMR shit, but Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum doing a pick and roll really turns me on. Yep, not gonna lie. I'm sorry, sorry. Anyways, but seriously, if Noah Vonleh can just come off the bench and set some screens and keep his feet still and work hard and be physical, he can fit a role you need for him to fit until Rob comes back. Now, notice I said... A role you need, not the role of Rob Williams. He's got a better chance of seeing God before he's anything like Rob Williams. But he can give you 12 minutes a night against a backup center from another team and be reasonable. And sometimes for these first, I don't know, let's just say six weeks of the season without the Time Lord, that's needed. And could be very important. Listen, he's shooting 83% from the field. Who's going to argue about that? Oh, he's not shooting 100? Fuck off. But 7 points, 8 rebounds in 15 minutes on average? What's the issue there? Is he a little slow? Sure. Does he make some pretty bonehead decisions? Sure. But something's better than nothing. And listen, if he doesn't make the roster, again, I wouldn't be like surprised by it. But I think he's much more deserving to make the roster over Justin Jackson or Broderick Thomas, who were goddamn awful in the Raptors game. I don't care how they looked in the Hornets game. I think Justin Jackson hit like three three three-pointers in a row, or maybe even four. Had a great chase-down block against Mark Williams, you know, former Duke Blue Devil. But I will never forget how terrible they played in that Raptors game. No way, Jose. And then finally, uh, you know, you have Luke Cornett and Blake Griffin. Uh, Luke Cornett back with the team practiced over the weekend. So it's nice to see him back from his ankle injury. Hopefully he will get some run versus the Raptors to probably get in shape. I I, I don't think a lot of the starters are going to play. Obviously it's the last preseason game of the year. Joe Mazzullo probably wants to see what type of players a Joe Mazzullo team needs and wants and fits their needs and, and all that stuff. So um, I really don't think Jalen or Jason or Marcus or Al are going to play a lot. Do I think they're going to play? Yeah, but I don't think they're going to play a lot. And, um what else did i want oh yeah blake griffin blake griffin finally suited up and to be honest with you it didn't look that bad his first shot was awful hit the like the side of the backboard it was it was so so bad it was it was really bad he shot like one of six from the field so again you're not looking for blake griffin to score but he played some nice minutes for the team seven points nine rebounds hit all of his free throws which is more than what jalen brown could say is he going to give you 16 minutes seven points and nine rebounds every night fuck no I literally felt like I sounded like Logan Roy right there from succession. Fuck off, but fuck. No, he's not going to give you that every night, but can he do that once a week when they're playing four games in seven days? Yes. And I think that's a good thing and you really can't be upset about it. So are there going to be some growing pains with Blake Griffin sometimes? Absolutely. But are there going to be some other times you're going to be like, good thing Al Horford got the night off because Blake Griffin actually played pretty well. So overall, Not too shabby of a week for the Boston Celtics. Notice I didn't mention any of the Ime Odoka stuff. Hopefully I'm not going to have to mention that going forward. But episode 189 will be out next Monday. I will give you my predictions on the Celtics' season, on their record, the conference standings for the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference, who I think will make the NBA Finals, who I think will... Win the NBA finals. How far will the Celtics go in the playoffs? Plus my thoughts on the rest of the regular season, because again, we're eight days away from October eighteenth. The very first game of the NBA season starts with the Boston Celtics against the Philadelphia seventy sixers at T D Garden at seven thirty on TNT. So we'll talk about the upcoming season, maybe recap the final preseason game depending on who plays and who doesn't play. But yeah. That's it. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to uh, subscribe or follow or leave a comment or whatever the case may be. You can always follow me on the Twitter machine at BannerBancher18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast. And yeah, we'll talk to you next Monday on episode 189. Thanks so much for listening. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.